nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. I'll tell you what, man, lots been happening on the show this afternoon. And we're asking you, according to the latest amendments, children under the age of six are not required to wear a mask in public places in South Africa. Now, specialist pediatrician and allergist Dr. Tulja Trikimji joining me now live on the official drive to talk about this and other issues surrounding COVID and children as well. Uh, good afternoon, doctor. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Lloyd, and good afternoon to all of listeners. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's only a pleasure. Thank you for your time, Doctor. Now, uh, you know, firstly, mainly parents uh, have been vocal about the difficulty in getting children to wear masks. Now, while many parents have also said that their children have adapted quite well to it, maybe you can help us understand the reasons behind the new regulations in South Africa. Okay, so I think uh, it's important to know that a lot of our regulations are coming from experience uh, based on the international guidelines. Uh, internationally, what was traditionally put in place during our first wave, and that was around July, August, when schools were starting to reopen, uh, was that children under the age of two should not have to wear masks. And the reason for that was the risk of suffocation. I think over the period of months that more and more children are starting to wear masks, there have been concerns internationally regarding the safety of masks. So I think a very important thing for parents to know is that what the Department of Social Development is saying, that it's not a requirement, it's not a regulation that children under the age of six should have to wear masks. But that does not mean that your child should not be wearing a mask if you want to protect your child. Um, And I think that's a very important thing. Now, the reason for this regulation is purely because they had to wear out the risk-benefit ratio of children who might have difficulty in putting the mask on and more especially removing the mask. Under the age of five, depending on the development, the intellectual development and the physical development of a child, if a child can't breathe or if a child is suffocating or if a child might have symptoms, either COVID-related symptoms or symptoms from some other illness, if their nose or their mouth gets blocked, many of our kids have wheezing and asthma, that could pose uh, a really grave risk to children. And that was the reason why it's now not mandatory for children under the age of six to wear masks. Um, I personally still feel, and this is what lots of parents have been vocalizing, is like you mentioned, Lloyd, parents say their kids have adapted well. If Mm. your child has adapted, if your child has no underlying medical conditions such as asthma, does not have an upper respiratory tract infection or a blocked nose, and your child is supervised, meaning either the school teacher or yourself or an adult is around them, should they require the mask to be removed immediately, then yes, you are more than welcome to and it is your decision to allow your child to wear a mask even under that age. And I think that's what parents do need to understand is it does not mean that your child does not or should not wear a mask. It's just that it is now not a legal requirement as it is for the rest of the South African population. Uh, It was not a legal requirement for the entire South African population to wear a mask previously until our president uh, made it a crime to not wear a mask. And what the Department of Social Development is saying that if you're under the age of six, you're not going to be arrested if your child is not Mm. wearing a mask. Um, So that's where those recommendations are coming from. I think in terms of the schools opening, many of the children in many of the schools are still wearing masks because there is a teacher and generally I think in the private schools, a childminder who is available, should there be any issue with the child uh, having some upper airway obstruction from the mask. 
Now, Dr. Trick MG, and this is happening in our country. Um, is this in line with global recommendations? Yes, absolutely, Lloyd. So the global uh, recommendations from the World Health Organization, the CDC had said two years. They are still to give new recommendations with the second strain right now, but the World Health Organization made it mandatory over the age of five. So our country is saying basically the same thing. If you're, if you're under six years old, it is not mandatory to wear the mask. So it is in line with many global recommendations. But again, Lloyd, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that... Um, globally, many parents and schools are still telling parents your children should wear masks. So it's, it's something that uh, we still have to see with the second wave how it's going to pan out. And I think in terms of the risk to children with developing COVID, because ultimately that's why we're all wearing masks, is to limit community transmission and to limit the risk to our children and to everyone else in a an environment, whether it's in a family cluster, which is in your home, or whether it's in a classroom cluster, um, in terms of the other kids in the class and uh, the teachers. And in our first wave, uh, and I know we discussed this on Lotus as well, um, the data showed internationally and also here in South Africa that children weren't getting infected and children weren't spreaders of the virus. Uh, it's too early for us to know for sure how much children are spreading the virus. We're just a, a month into our second wave, so we don't have enough data coming out of first world countries yet to know for sure what percentage of children are getting it and what percentage of children are spreading it. So this is something we're still going to have to, it's, it's a work in progress of learning how children are evolving with the virus. But from what we can see in our strain in South Africa, certainly younger and younger people are getting infected. Uh, so it's something that children uh, can be more susceptible to than they were, I would say, last year when schools opened in September, October. Right. Now, let's have a quick listen to some of uh, our peeps' comments, Doc. And while you're online, you can maybe uh, listen as well and we can mm -hmm. uh, maybe engage as well. It's voice notes coming through. Now, let's take a listen to this one. Okay. Good afternoon, Lloyd Paul. It is Kari here. My opinion on the matter, on the Get Real subject this afternoon, is I find that to be ridiculous because the virus is a virus. And no matter what age group or category you fall under, the virus can still affect you. And I know in the neighborhood where I reside, a lot of children have been tested positive. So I would say that is ridiculous. Have a good afternoon. There you go, Doc. That's coming through from one of our listeners there, Kale. That's her opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so so like I said, Lloyd, this is something that every mom, including uh, this listener, has a choice. This is now a, not a rule that your child under the age of six should not wear a mask. This is now basically saying that it is not mandatory. If you're walking on the street and a five-year-old is found to not be wearing a mask, neither the parent, guardian or the child can be arrested. As you know, South African law now, that if you're 25 years old and you're not wearing a mask, you can risk being fined or charged for that. So I think there's a very clear distinction of children must not wear masks versus it is not mandatory for those children to wear masks. And I think that's what needs to be driven to our listeners, is your child should still, according to your preference, 
be wearing a mask if they're out and you feel there's a risk. If they're around old people, if they're in a supermarket, which I personally think they should not be going to in this time. Mm. But if they are in a supermarket, if they are in a situation where there are many people here, your child should be wearing a mask. But the police is not going to stop you and say that a six-year-old or a five-year-old or a three-year-old, for for that matter. Um, is going to be charged for not wearing a mask, and and it's basically just looking at the risks to young kids, uh, children of especially that age between the two to five year age category have have different levels of development, uh, and uh, often I mean we have deaf children that we deal with, we have children with mental disabilities, uh, some children use sign language to speak, some children use. Um, you know, lip reading. Uh, so I think we need to take into account that some of these regulations and laws are there for the betterment of everyone. They're not specific to an individual family. And I think in an individual family, every mum or dad, every grandparent, every school or every school teacher has a right to make their own decisions. I want to ask you, while we wrap up on the issue of masks, especially for children, what about um, face shields? Uh, is it good for uh, for kids to use this? Yes, so, so regarding the face shield, Lloyd, uh, during the first wave, there was some, uh, some research that was done on whether face shields or masks were more effective. As we know, uh, COVID-19 is spread in respiratory droplets that come out our mouth when we talk, sneeze, cough, sing, um, or speak. And uh, what was found was that the fabric or the paper mask or the medical masks that we're using were more effective in containing viral particles and droplets than face shields were. It, It was just basically simple logic in that they found that when you were speaking or if you were coughing with a face shield, some of the droplets, because droplets are known to travel up to six meters away in any individual if you're coughing or sneezing, some of the droplets still had a chance to pass out the sides and the bottom in a face shield versus a mask where if it's covering your nose and your mouth, you have less likelihood of droplets. So face shields were considered to be more uh, or less effective than masks in containing the virus and protecting the person wearing it, but also in community spread. So uh, what the American Academy of Pediatrics had recommended was that if your child is wearing a face shield and you're concerned of a situation where you've got a large gathering, it is better to have a mask and a face shield versus a face shield alone. Now, Doc, here's something that's a bit of a concern, right? Uh, What about those children who are in the care of their grandparents after school while their folks are at work? And uh, these things are quite common now with families where the grandparents will uh, take care of the children until parents return from work during the day. Uh, What's your advice in this regard? So, Lloyd, I honestly don't have an answer on this. Uh, Because uh, in the first wave, it was very clear from scientific data that, uh, like we mentioned two minutes ago, that children were not spreading the virus as effectively as uh, adults were spreading it. And uh, data from around the world, in first world countries and third world countries, conclusively showed us that children were not uh, posing as great a risk as adults were posing to each other. So at that time, our advice was that it's fairly safe so long as the kids are sanitizing, washing, maintaining distances and wearing a mask. We honestly don't know now. We honestly do not know how much, Mm. because this variant and this actual virus 
obviously is going to have a different behavior pattern. And because the virus now um, has hit South Africa in a holiday period where we haven't had exposure of the virus to schooling environments and bigger community gatherings, uh, we don't really know uh, how the virus is spread between children to adults. And data in the first world has not also shown that. Uh, so I think that for my advice with my patients or my advice to our listeners would be that I think that if you're practicing all of the major things that are being driven hard by our Department of Health and our government, social distancing, washing your hands rigorously, sanitizing with the correct percentage of alcohol and maintaining distances, if we're following the basic regulations, you're not having large gatherings. If people, if grandparents are not going out, in places that are high risk and children are not going out in places that are high risk, then that should be okay. However, if your children are going to be going out and you're going to be having dinner parties and you're going to be in family gatherings of 20, 30 or 40, then no, I don't think the older population should be exposed to younger kids who cannot really contain themselves when it comes to touching items and touching grandparents and things like that. So this is something, again, which is going to, unfortunately, till we have proper data, going to be at the discretion of parents and families. Dr. Trick MG, any final closing comments from you to the nation tuning in right now? I think it's uh, it's going to be, the final closing comment is going to be is that it's going to be a learning progress. We are learning more about this virus every day. Uh, this new strain is more virulent. So I think we need to be more vigilant than we were the first time. I think especially with children and children now, many children returning to school, parents are going to have to be extra careful. And I can't drive enough the basic, basic things, uh, making sure hands are washed, making sure you're avoiding large gatherings, making sure you're staying indoors and trying not to socialize as much as possible. I think those things go uh, very, very long in protecting yourself and your family. Specialist, a pediatrician and allergist, Dr. Tolja Trikimji. Thank you very much for joining us on the official drive this afternoon. Very informative. All the best and uh, do stay safe and uh, all the best for the new year as well. Thank you very much, Lloyd. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Yeah.